0: Hey there, welcome to the Seek Podcast. My name's Josh, and I'll be guiding this tour through the Scripture today. Matthew 7, 8 tells us that who asks, receive. Those who seek, find. And to those who knock, the door will be opened. We're all seeking something, whether it be understanding, wisdom, a close relationship with God, or just something different than the normal day-to-day humdrum. Join me for a few minutes together in Scripture while we find what we're seeking. Jesus says in Matthew 18, 20, Wherever two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. So thanks for listening today and inviting Jesus to come among us. Full disclosure, I'm not a preacher, never been to seminary. This podcast is just a representation of my thoughts and beliefs. So let's spend a few minutes hanging out, reading the Bible, and praying together. Let's get started. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Whenever you find yourself listening, I appreciate you tuning in. Today, we're going to talk about something that I absolutely love. Uh, I'm sure you've heard the old cliche line about how on your tombstone, there's two dates and a dash, and it's the dash that matters most. I think I think it actually came from a poem. Uh, today's talk is going to be kind of like that. Today we're going to look at some scriptures surrounding our instructions and what we should be doing in the meantime while we wait for the return of Christ. And this is such an important and broad topic, I didn't feel like I could do it justice in in one short sitting. So this one's going to be a multi-part series. And uh, be sure to listen on the 5th for the next episode, where I'm also going to be interviewing a wonderful pastor and a teacher and a good friend of mine, uh, Dr. Brian Ebel, about more on this very topic. But first, let's open with a prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for your wise words, for your guidance, for your instructions. I pray, God, that we heed your words and fulfill your calling in our lives. I pray, Jesus, that we seek your instruction and your discipline and you show us how to best serve the kingdom. Amen. Alright, let's read Matthew twenty-eight eighteen through 20 It says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely, I am with you always to the very end of the age. So, there it is from the mouth of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ make disciples of all nations. So, in this first part, we're going to talk a little bit about that. So, it's easier said than done, right? I can only imagine what was going through the minds of the disciples. Jesus had been crucified a couple days ago, and now the two Marys come running with news that he's risen. And says, go to Galilee and they'll see him. The scripture even says, when they were at the mountain and they saw Jesus, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And that's when he gave what's now known as the Great Commission. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them everything that I've taught you. And know that I am with you always to the end of the age. And we talked in the last episode about where is God. And here, Jesus tells the disciples that, I am with you always. And it's our mission, should we choose to accept, by the grace of God, through our faith in Jesus Christ, to go and make disciples. But how? How are we supposed to make disciples? I think first, let's, let's talk about what a disciple is. It literally means a follower or a student of a teacher. Now obviously, we're not gonna try and make followers of ourselves. We may be the ones sharing the word with people, but we're trying to lead more followers to Jesus. Are you with me on this? We talked a few episodes back about how understanding of the word of God comes through the Holy Spirit living in each one of us, not from anyone who is sharing the word with us. Jesus is the teacher. We're simply the messengers. We're going to heaven, and we're trying to take as many people with us as we can. So how are we supposed to live and act and ourselves in, the, in the day-to-day until he returns? Well, let's dive into it and look at some scriptures that kind of lay it out for us a little bit. It's interesting because there's not a single scripture in the entire Bible that you can point to that says that this life is going to be easy or free from burden or without danger or hardship. Actually, it'll likely be the opposite of that. But every scripture points to the fact that it's worth it. There's, a, there's an acronym I heard from a guy on YouTube once when he was addressing some, some newly hired recruits. It's called TSAFE. And it means this stuff ain't for everyone, except stuff is a different word. This stuff ain't for everyone. And, and I think that definitely applies here. Going out, spreading the word, and making disciples of all nations. It isn't going to be easy. And, and it may not be fun, and it may cause a lot of personal strife in your life. I mean, That's what we're all called to do, but some of us we're we're just not going to accept the calling. We're going to believe in Jesus and have our faith in Jesus, but we may not fulfill that full mission. It's going to be tough, but it's going to be worth it. Matthew ten twenty two says, "You will be hated by everyone because of me, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved." Again, it's tough but it's worth it. I grew up in a Christian family. For a long time, my my dad was a minister. My mom's mom was very active in her church and I was brought up in it for a while. But even so, there was a period of time where I was very cautious about letting it be known that I was a Christian. And, And it wasn't out of shame or embarrassment or anything like that. It was because I knew that I wasn't living a life that should be exemplary of a follower of Jesus. I didn't want people to look at me and say, if that's what a Christian is, I don't want any part of it. So I kept it to myself. And it wasn't until I reached adulthood, like just a few years ago, really, that I began to try and live a life that would, that would glorify God. And, and people could see there was something different without me having to say anything about it, about it at all. Jesus says in John six forty four, No one can come to him unless the Father draws them near. And we can be a part of that drawing near to Jesus through our words and through our actions, using the life of Jesus as an example. Philippians chapter 2 says, to do nothing out of selfish ambition, but to be humble and value others over ourselves. And in verse 5 it says, in your relationships with other people, have the same mindset as Jesus Christ. You see, Jesus could have said and done Anything he wanted at any time he wanted. The earth and everything in it and on it belonged to him. But instead of showing off his authority over the world through great demonstrations of power, he carried himself humbly and he spoke only truth. In verse 7 in Philippians 2 says, He took the very nature of a servant. He showed love and compassion to the lowly and the outcast. He taught people to love their neighbor. And every single thing he did brought glory to God through his words and his actions. See, the first step in making disciples of all nations is to get it right in your day-to-day lives. Matthew seven five says, first take the plank out of your own eye, then you can see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Now, I don't want to get too much into to part two in the next episode, but when we start talking about first and second Peter, but if you look at first Peter three sixteen, it says to live with a good conscience so that those who speak against you will be ashamed of their slander. Can you imagine if you lived in such a way that people that spoke out against you felt bad about it because they knew you were doing the right things and living a good life? See, to, to make disciples of all nations, we must first be disciples of Christ Jesus. And as stated in Colossians 1.10, live a life worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way bearing fruit in every good work and growing in the knowledge of God. That doesn't mean we have to be perfect. None of us are perfect. It means you have to put in the work to get the reward. Everything that's worth it takes work. We don't forget to do those things that matter most to us. To bear fruit, you have to be nourished by the vine. And I'll leave you with this scripture from John 15, 4. It says, Remain in me as I also remain in you, No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. All right, don't forget to catch part two. We're going to have a special interview and uh, dive further into what we should be doing in the meantime until Jesus returns. Let's say a quick prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this calling. Thank you for this opportunity that you've given us to build the kingdom and to be a part of that. Thank you for sharing your words and your wisdom with us. And I pray, Lord, that you show each of us the way to be disciplined in our daily lives, Lord, to fight against the flesh with our spirit that lives inside of us and to have success in that battle because they are at odds. and Our spirit longs for nothing more than to be close with you, to be in a relationship with you. You've called us to make disciples. I pray, Lord, that you show us how to be disciples so that we can share your word and that people see our actions and hear our words and know that there's something different about us and want to know more about it. And I pray that your Father draws people near to you through us, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, I thank you for every blessing we have. Friends, thanks for listening to the episode today. I enjoyed so much putting it together for you, and I hope that you enjoyed hearing it. If you did, hit the uh, subscribe button so you don't miss every time we put a new episode out. And if you know somebody else that might like it, share it with them. Leave us a review if you will, and if you have any questions or comments or other ideas for episodes and things you'd like to hear more about, shoot me an email over to seekpodcast, S-E-E-K podcast at gmail.com, and I will talk to you the next time.